Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability we all have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihi Jolly. Today we're talking about the battle with our own inner negativity, whatever form it may take, self-doubt, self-hatred, regret, worry, or anything else. Our guest is Jimmy Anisette of Boston, who shares a significant personal journey he went on during the year 2019. Having always battled with his own sense of regret and self-doubt, Jimmy decided to tackle this tendency for once and for all when he turned 30 in 2019 by digging deeply into his Buddhist practice of chanting Nam-myoho-renge-kyo. Just a month after he arrived at a significant epiphany and things started looking up, he experienced a profound family tragedy. But this time, he decided he would use it as a catalyst for his truest happiness. I'll let Jimmy share the rest. Uh, so, my name is Jimmy Anisette. I'm 33 years old. I'm from Boston, and I'm a freelance web developer. Awesome. Um, so, thank you for taking the time to talk today. We're going to get into a lot, I know, um, but I want to just start, as I usually do, with kind of how and why you started practicing SJNH and Buddhism. Um, so, I understand that you started chanting at a time that you were sort of struggling to continue your pursuit of comedy. Can you just share the story? Like, how did you get introduced? Why were you interested? You know, just that kind of beginning period. Yes. So, this was like a, yeah, I was like in my early twenties, like doing stand up and stand up was like my whole like passion, like where, yeah, I wanted to be a comedian ever since I was in high school, like uh, being obsessed with like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, like specials all the time. And then like that led me to like watching like all different types of like a uh, stand up comedy. But, you know, I was just very, you know, nervous and shy. Like, so like I, I didn't work up the courage until I was 20 years old and and then when I started doing, like, uh, when I started doing it, you know, I just, like, just jumped, like, uh, into it. I was doing it, like, in, uh, almost every single day, multiple times a day. I did, like, around, like, you know, 325 shows in one year. So it was my, you know, it was my, you know, obsession. Like, my, I feel like my life's, like, purpose. And then, and and I felt strongly about this, like, since, like, I, I faced, like, a lot of struggles, like, growing up, like, I... Uh, you know, came from a single family household. Like, uh, yeah, so there was always this like uh, expectations like uh, do well in school. Like my mom, like uh, got me to go to this, like a, uh, you know, great, like a uh, private school. And, and then like, was like for the first time I was noticing like, you know, just like the disparity of like, you know, students, like uh, my classmates, like who like the first cars were like in, you know, Cadillac Escalade or, or Rolls Royce. And like, you know, for me, like I'm like struggling going, you know, taking multiple buses like uh, to get to school. I like, add, and then, like, you know, seeing it at home, like, uh, there was times when we didn't have heat, electricity. So a part of me was feeling this sense of, like, guilt or your feeling of, like, you know, why my mom, like, is struggling so much, like, to put me in school. I feel like, you know, I need to be, you know, better. And then so I just started to, like, uh, get, you know, was in my head about it. So I just started to stay in bed all the time and, like, um, you know, started missing classes. Like, I eventually, you know, my grades, like, started to drop. And, you know, eventually I was able to, like, guess. Uh, you know, like, you know, pull up my grades again, then you know, got into a good engineering school. And so like, I was like studying like uh, electromechanical engineering, like uh, for college. And then, you know, I had like a similar thing that happened to me in my fr freshman year where I just like felt like I was not doing enough, like I was not good enough. And, 
you know, resulted like a, for me, I had to take a t- some time off from, from school. And, and then, you know, a little, year later, I finally worked up the courage to stand up. And so like, I really felt this like sense of like, this is like where I belonged. And, and then two or three years after like doing stand up, I started to feel like this sense again, like uh, where I was not doing enough, like where I started to lose like joy of doing stand up, like where I started to write less, like uh, stay in bed all day and then perform progressively. And so out of a suggestion of one of my friends, I started to take an improv comedy class and me and my classmates were waiting in the green room, waiting for our first like uh, you know, live performance in front of a, an audience, like of doing improv. And I was really nervous. And, and one of my classmates like just handed me a Nam Yoho Ringa Kyo card. And we like uh, chanted for five minutes and I just felt this energy about chanting like Ed. And I just felt in sync with like I, uh, with like my classmates, like uh, my co-performers, and like and the audience. And that night, like it was just perfect. Like I, I felt like the joy of like of comedy, you know, making people laugh, like just came came back in my life. And so like that's like how I you know started. And then you know eventually you know eventually like he took me to like a like a meeting in his neighborhood, which is called a discussion meeting, and I just you know, felt, you know, again, like this, like sense of like, you know, joy and happiness in my life. And, you know, afterwards I rushed like to do a comedy show and, you know, it turned out to be like one of my best shows ever at that time. And I got this opportunity to like MC a show, like the biggest show that I ever did at the time, like a performer from like 300 people. I just noticed like every time I started to chant, like these the opportunities just like uh, popped up like left and right. And, you know, eventually you know, I got my own Gohonzon and, you know, haven't looked back since. Huh. Wow. What a story. Thank you for sharing. I mean, that's that's quite a journey. And I think we'll unpack um, yeah. bits of it as we as we continue to go. But I'm just wondering also, um, you described like sort of this feeling, I guess, twice that you experienced of sort of like losing the joy and feeling like you need to be doing more, even though it sounds like you were doing a crazy amount already. <laughs> Um, and I'm just wondering, like, in addition to sort of the shows starting to go really well, um, you know, and those opportunities starting to emerge, did you start feeling differently internally when you started chanting or what kind of happened there? Yeah, uh, I would say that I just started to feel like more in sync and like I uh, and just, you know, excited about my life uh, again, like uh, this like a great, you know, sense of like let's like seize the day, uh, you know, as much as possible. And, and then like, you know, as well, like, you know, you know, generally happier, like uh, more confident. And like, uh, so I just really felt like uh, I was just like more in control of my life. Like uh, mm-hmm. after I started to chant. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean, but I was just curious in case people are listening. They're like, what happened to that feeling, you know? (laughs) So let's fast forward a little bit because I know when we spoke on the phone about kind of a more recent experience in 2019, you shared that you experienced a really big turning point. Um, Can you share kind of what was happening? I know you mentioned like it was around turning 30 and then other things happened as well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So like, yeah, around like uh, 2019, like I, I felt like this was Oh, you know, a big turning point in my life that, you know, that I was really fortunate to go through. But like at that time, it was a lot of like challenges. So, you know, I was turning 30 years old. And as well, I was like feeling 
you know, very stuck in my life, like, you know, doing stand up like a longer, I started going back to school and, and just feeling the sense of like, I should be at this certain place in my life and like, and feeling like you know, how to get there. And so I, you know, decided using this, like a practice, you know, I've been practicing, you know, practicing for a number of years at this time of, of like a really, you know, trying to dive deeper into it. And then once of like a uh, challenging myself in that way, I came to this epiphany that like, about like uh to not like uh to regret anything that i did like and that you know blues practice is about having like infinite hope like that we could achieve anything and but you know mm -hmm. for myself one thing i constantly been challenging like all throughout my my practice and you know my life is like you know, this you know sense of like constantly feeling you know negative about uh negative about myself of like there's like you know some like self-hatred you know battle about the bouts of depression and and as I was sharing earlier about this, like feeling of like never, you know, doing enough and being good enough. So like, um, my practice, like always like helped me to like battle and combat that those like feelings in my, in my life. And like, it just like really came like surging ahead that year. And one thing I really appreciate about the practice is that we like always share about like uh, that, whatever, like this in our lives, like, you know, it's an opportunity for us to challenge, to become even happier. And so I decided to do that, you know, challenge that more and and to test like uh, the practice more this like that year and so resulted in me feeling this like a sense of like purpose and determined that you know like uh, the future that i want will absolutely manifest like uh, no matter what like and you know one quote that i always i was saying to myself a lot that time is that you know like uh, if you want to know your future look at the causes you're making in the present so mm -hmm. i was just like thinking about being as present as possible and I really believe like my practice helped me to like, uh, you know, to do that. And I started to see changes then. And I felt like um, it was important for me to face these challenges because like, uh, you know, as well, like what happened in like 2019 that, you know, my, I lost my brother, like uh, my younger brother who committed suicide. And mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was definitely like uh, the most like disturbing thing I ever had, like had a face in, in my life. And feelings of like uh, that like you know i wasn't a good brother you know older brother it was like starting to blame myself but the, you know as soon as i heard the news i just started to chant like uh, and i don't know how long I, I chanted but i was like i was like realizing that like you know one thing that my brother wants my you know wants my happiness like more than ever and then as well like uh you know i was looking at my mom and was thinking like man i got determined to be twice as happy i was telling myself like be twice as happy since like uh, since like uh, she lost her son and and I felt like uh, because I was really looking at myself looking at my life and we're constantly reflecting and and you know making causes it helped me to strengthen like uh, my own life condition and and confront my own inner negativity uh, to the point where I could just really face like uh, and tackle like uh, my brother's death like uh, you know head on mm -hmm. and for me like that you know taught me like how fortunate I was like to found this practice and if it wasn't for this practice I wouldn't have this like opportunity so that year I always crystallized that you know it was such an important turning point important like at a time in my life that you know I was you know really glad that you know I found this practice yeah wow thank you so much for sharing and I'm also sorry to hear about your brother um but you know I also know it's personal so thank you for for sharing about it openly um 
I'm just thinking, you know, uh, it sounds like a lot was going on like that year. And um, maybe we can try to break it down, you know, in case there's anyone listening who's like currently in their version of 2019. They might, you know, have like it sounds like a lot of kind of like questions and heavy feelings that you already were dealing with which I think happens actually to a lot of people when we're turning 30 that like, it's just like, Oh my gosh, at 30, I'm supposed to have done blah, blah, and blah. And then we drive ourselves crazy. You know, whatever our unique kind of darkness is comes out. I I totally hear you there. Um, But so, so I just want to start with you and then I'll ask another follow-up. Yeah. You know, I think most people wouldn't respond. Like if that's the kind of feeling that that's coming up with like, so I'm going to go even deeper into my Buddhist practice. You know, yeah. it's like so easy to shut down and be like, I don't even know yeah. how to think about this. Um, so for anyone who's kind of new and listening, what did that actually look like? Like, what? how did you decide, okay, I need to tackle something even deeper here. And then practically speaking, what did that look like day to day, you know? Yeah. You know, at that time period, there was like days like where I did felt like shut down and just like doing things like through the motions. And what helped me was, you know, part of the many things that really intrigued me about the practice was like the, the concept of like that, you know, this is like a completely lay organization. So all of us are responsible to, you know, to study and, and have a deep understanding of this practice. So for me, study was always something that was like deeply important, you know, for me. And there was this article from, you know, my mentor, Tosaka Ikeda, that really, uh, got, you know, hit me at this time, like where I was just kind of feeling a little bit numb and, and also like just, you know, stuck. And for some reason, I just decided to like study this like article, like over and over again. And, and then like, it helps me to remember, you know, when I first started practice, like where I felt like this, like sense of like, of joy and like in and like everything was like new and light and like it was amazing and i was you know like searching for like uh that feeling again and then as well like realizing that another constant you know thing about buddhism I, i i like is that you know this talk about karma that if we don't change our karma it will always follow us that like uh no matter where we uh where we go and and so this feeling of like, this feeling is something that's not new. It was like something I was always uh, cha- uh, tackling each and every time. And, and I felt like this was like, almost like the climax of like, you know, this is the time that like, if you don't, if you don't tackle this now, like it'll, it'll never, it'll, it'll always like, it'll stay with you forever. And so like, that's when I decided to do it, it like uh, uh, to like, try to get deeper. So I was you know, trying to like look at, you know, look, you know, looking more into my life, like uh, trying to like, so each morning I will like write down like my goals, like uh, what do I want to accomplish like uh, each and every day. And then as well, like, um, like uh, try to like not use this Buddhism as like a feel good Buddhism, but like, let me actually, you know, live it. And like, you know, it didn't, you know, I didn't magically just like, you know, change around like right away. It was like, I believe like five or six months of like constantly like this constant battle against my own negativity that I felt was hitting me like each and every way. And, and then like, yeah, just like eventually like uh, talking to a, like a friend that I was, you know, I was trying to actually encourage, but I felt he was encouraging me. 
And I just decided that like, I just decided to like, uh, fundamentally, it just seems simple, but like, don't be a slave of my own, like a uh, past or my own, like a uh, negativity that I'm a Buddha. And like, I deserve to like lead like a happy life. And for some reason, like, all the cloud, like the clouds in my life, like in the darkness of my life, just started to like really brighten up and open up. And it just like made me feel like, you know, again, like this, like this is go time. Like, and again, like I feel like this, like sense of like, I felt like brand new. And, you know, I really, you know, you know, it was something that it was like a, you know, totally awesome. And uh, I really appreciate that it happened. Yeah, that that makes so much sense. And that thank you for sharing that. I, I think it really does um, illustrate, yeah, day to day. And I love the way you put it like you felt brand new, because I think that's a good way to describe what a lot of people wish they felt, <laughs> you know, Yeah. Um, after, yeah, just, you know, experiencing so much. Um, so so then it, if I understand like the timeline correctly, you were sort of already going through this deep like I'm going to tackle whatever this kind of karma is or this tendency is that has kept showing up like for once and for all. And then is it after you started on that journey that year that um, you found out about your brother? It was like a month after I made that, you know, made that Mm -hmm. epiphany, had that breakthrough. And as soon as like, I felt like I was in this upward trajectory, like, you know, feeling, you know, great. And then got the news about my brother. And, but I felt it was because I, uh, because I challenged so much that year, I was able to, you know, instantly see like I could use this practice to tackle like uh, the loss of my brother and and also like realizing, you know, like, you know, and, you know, just because like I was able to fit, you know, break through my own negativity it's still there. And like, and, and, and seeing that like, I barely felt like the moment where, again, like the negativity was like started to really emerge on my life and just instantly just like crushed it in front of like uh, in front of Michael Hunzen. And, you know, I just recognize it. It was like, you know, because, you know, because like, I, you know, it's because I have this great practice because I you know, have an amazing mentor at Sasaki Ikeda and, you know, all my friends, like, I, you know, all my friends that I was able to challenge that like really head on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Actually, you know, I, um, we use this metaphor of kind of climbing a mountain or scaling a mountain a lot in Buddhism. And I'm literally visualizing like, because you were already climbing the mountain, you know, it's like you're fit to handle whatever life is going to present because we don't escape from our karma or problems just yes. because we practice. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm so encouraged by everything that you're sharing. Um, I, I do want to ask one follow up because you you said earlier that um, something really moving, which is, you know, because your mom had lost a son, you wanted to be double double happy, yeah. you know, or what do you mean by that? And how do you define happiness? Um, yes. So like, uh, how I define happiness is, you know, having no fear and like uh, being able to, you know, you know, I think fundamentally fully, you know, accepting like who I am and, and not to feel like that I have to be something like else, like a, in order to be happy, like uh, to look, you know, internally. So, you know, something that like uh, happiness, you know, can, can never be taken away from me, you know, not just like, you know, get a new car or, or a raise at work, but really like I felt the sense of peace, like uh, of like, and happiness of being me. And, 
And I felt like to be double happy is like to almost like double commit myself to be able to live that, you know, each and every day. And then as well, you know, to deeply appreciate my mom more. And since like, you know, she like yeah, did so much like uh, uh, for me growing up and in feeling that I want to like uh, be able to like honor her life by like, uh, you know, being the best like, you know, human being I, I could be. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm so moved <laughs> by by everything you're sharing. Um I, I, one one other question related to this, and you know, please don't feel like you have to yeah. go here if you'd prefer not to. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm just wondering, like the perspective that you're sharing, which I understand comes from your Buddhist practice. Um, it feel it it sounds like so evolved. You know, like you're in a place that you can really see this. But for someone who's like very new, um, and maybe has experienced loss in a similar way. Like how, how have, just so they can understand a little bit more, like how have you sort of come to understand, uh, you know, like the Buddhist perspective on your brother's life? Cause these things are really yeah. hard to deal with, you know? So, yeah. Yes. Like, uh, so I feel like another thing that, that was kind of fortunate this time that I forgot to share was that for some, uh, for some reason, like I, I was studying about death, life and death a lot, you know, at this, like, a uh, time period, like, uh, the month before, like, uh, my brother passed away, and I always, like, I uh, like, I uh, always love, like, a, you know, like, the thought process that, in Buddhism, that, you know, you know, Nishan Shon, the founder of this practice, you know, says, you know, basically says, like, uh, is that in order to, like, uh, you know, live life, like, uh, you have to learn about death, and, and like this concept of oneness and death and like in the attorney, like their eternal life. Like, so realizing that I could still, you know, fight for my brother's happiness, even though he's not here. And like, you know, try to honor like uh, my brother's, ha- you know, life, like, uh, even though like he's, you know, not here, you know, physically, like his life is not over. It's still, it's still, you know, internal and it's still, you know, and he still encourages me. Like, um, you know, like um, if you kind of like look in the back, like this is a picture of my younger brother like that oh, you know wow. i always like uh i you know when i chant like uh when i chant look at you know uh my picture of my brother and i feel like he's still in- encouraging me to like uh to like uh, live up my 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 determination of being double happy that you know this you know this is another day you know today is like you know your challenge of like breaking through your over yourself um mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. So it sounds like study has been a huge part of your journey because um, you mentioned yeah. sort of that article that you went to over and over and that you're studying about life and death. Do you have like a favorite Buddhist concept or quote or maybe related to either things you already yeah. shared that you'd want to yeah. share? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like it's a quote that like uh, one of the quotes like uh, also like, really encouraged me like um, I. Yeah. I always like I uh, gravitate towards like um Nishan Shon's first like a uh, uh, letter like uh, on his hand Buddha in this lifetime, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Keda Sensei like uh, shares you know, a commentary on this, and he shares that uh, battling the darkness or ignorance within us is an unavoidable part of the process of becoming a Buddha. In other words, whether we continuously battle our innate ignorance is the single most important determinant in whether we attain Buddhahood. As such, it is something we must never forget. 
By engaging in this struggle, we reveal the Buddha wisdom within our lives and thereby confront and overcome our ignorance. But if we fail to undertake this struggle, ignorance will shroud and conceal our Buddha nature. Ignorance deepens and exasperates the five delusive inclinations of greed, anger, foolishness, arrogance, and doubt within us. That is what happens if we succumb to the erroneous view that the law is outside of, a, outside of ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. It, and I'm thinking, you know, this show is called Buddhability because yeah. this Buddha wisdom or Buddhahood, you know, it, it exists within us. So for anyone who's listening who might be wondering kind of what the word ignorance refers to, it's ignorance of your own Buddhability, essentially. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I do have a follow up question, um, which is, yeah. you know, uh, because like you're sharing so much about how. Uh, challenging kind of your own inner negativity or doubt or whatever form it takes has been the crucial journey. Um, But I think, you know, from a secular perspective, it can be easy to just interpret that as like, get over yourself and power through. But in Buddhism, it's not that it's like much deeper transformation. So I'm curious, like, um, yeah, how, how would you sort of describe that process for you? Like, what does it actually look like? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I feel it's, you know, a process that like uh, we can't do alone, that I, like, I truly believe like uh, because I have like a such like a great support, a uh, great support system of like, you know, fellow members and like uh, who like help encourage me or like, you know, reading like uh, from like President Nikita. And I think also understanding like how uh, setbacks and failures are part of the process of like of like battling my own negativity. Like some is that the negativity is not the bad thing. It's just like, it's, it's kind of there to help us like uh, to you know, help me to like bring out my, my greater self, my Buddha nature that like, it, it felt like the challenge of, uh, of like, of doubting myself, feeling negative or sometimes like, you know, self-hatred or being depressed. I truly believe like it, it wouldn't, you know, unleash like a, my, you know, my greater self or my own, like, uh, Buddhahood. So I feel like I, you know, one sense, like, appreciative of my own, like, I, my, of my own negativity because it brought out, the, you know, this fighting spirit in me. So, like, mm-hmm. like uh, so, like, those times, like, when I was uh, curled up in bed or, or crying or, you know, or just, like, being angry, like, uh, and being able to, like, uh, talk, you know, to talk that, like, uh, out to, like, uh, some of my, my friends like uh, who like listen to me and like, uh, to, you know, to, you know, to fit, you know, to fail, it really helped me to like, uh, to grow and, and, and also like uh, ultimately value and appreciate my life. So, yeah, like, uh, so I feel like that was a process and, and then like also like really, you know, that's like theoretical, but also like having a goal to like a uh, breakthrough of like, you know, like, uh, you know, for myself, like when I like started to go back to, into school was, you know, making sure that I have like a good grace to, to excel in school, like or excel like at at, at work, and and not allowing my own negativity, my own doubts, like uh, to like, derail me from like uh, winning my own life. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for for explaining that. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, and on that note, I wonder, you know, based on this kind of 
experience that you've been sharing that began in 2019. We're now in 2021. I'm sure there's so many other things also going on in life that, you know, we we can't yes. possibly cover on on one episode. But um, but kind of based on this, what did you decide to sort of challenge next? Or do you have things that you're really pursuing right now? Um, yes. So actually, a, a few like a months like um, after uh, losing my brother, like uh, I you know, was like finish, you know, fi- you know, the process of finishing up school and, and just like, still like deciding like what I wanted to, you know, to, do, you know, to do with that. And, and I was able to challenge one thing that really, that also like really, I was like, uh, you know, afraid of was like, was like a, uh, was computer programming, like, uh, where like, uh, when I was 18 years old in my freshman year of college, I had this like professor that, uh, you know, for this like one computer programming class that I was absolutely afraid of. And then like, I was like, ter- like it always like terrified me, like, you know, afterwards, if I, anytime I thought about it, but for some reason it just kept coming like back into my life, back into my life. And so I decided to like uh, tackle it head on. And, and I felt like, uh, you know, because of like all the things that challenged in 2019 really helped me to tackle it head on. And, you know, you know, I was able to score really well in it. And then, you know, I was taking more classes and then, you know, now I'm a web developer and, and it was like, uh, something that I really, you know, felt like I can, like, I never do. And then as well, like, you know, still like, uh, pursuing, uh, pursuing comedy, like, uh, you know, I was able to, you know, perform like, uh, throughout the country, like, uh, which I felt like, you know, this like deep appreciation to do. And, and also I feel like this like new, like, uh, profound, like, uh, creativity ever since like, uh, you know, that time period. So, like, uh, so like, those are things like, uh, I'm pursuing right now. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, before I move on to my last question, um, is there anything sort of related to all of this that I didn't think to ask or that you feel like is part of the story that is worth mentioning? Um, I guess like one of the, like an important thing to mention is that, um, you know, you'll realize how much, I constantly, you know, did like, you know, doubted my own potential a lot. Like, um, it's like, you know, with my relationship, my brother, you know, growing up, like, uh, you know, like, you know, my brother would like to copy like everything I was like, I wanted to do it. And I, you know, try, you know, there's a thing of like, you know, trying to stop him to copy me again. And then, you know, the main reason was I always felt that like, I, I didn't want to lead him to like the wrong path. So like, that's why I didn't want him like uh to copy me and you know and growing up like having like opportunities to take like leadership responsibilities like i always like, felt like that yeah i couldn't like lead anyone or encourage anyone or you know things like that so uh mm-hmm. i really like i uh, believe uh believe like uh, my practice like helped me to like you know feel like that you know like uh feel that i can encourage others just like uh being able to encourage like you know one other person like uh uh, for me, like, uh, you know, gives me so much joy and gives me like uh, so much drive to like, uh, uh, to tackle like a lot of my own inner negativity and, and to not to like accept like, uh, the lies of like saying that like you're incapable, uh, you know, there's no purpose of your life and, hmm. and, you know, and realize that there's nothing embarrassing about a, uh, you know, about like a doubt of myself and not, about like having depression about, you know, uh, being negative is that, if, you know, again, if it wasn't for like those like feelings, like it wouldn't fuel me to like, uh, for the life that I have right now. And so 
making me like uh you know feel like you know how important like um you know you know taking on like uh, my own battle of my own negativity and try to help others is you know so important mm, yeah i understand thank you for sharing i think that's actually a really um like one of the most important parts of the practice as i'm sure you would agree is we practice for ourselves and for others yeah. But it's not intuitive. Maybe, you know, like on day one, when you think of Buddhism, it seems like such a personal practice, your own self, your own happiness, your own goals or whatever. But yeah, I, I love that you share that because it's true. It's the hardest things that we go through allow us to be able to relate to and empathize with other people. Um, I, I just have one random unrelated question yeah. that I'm just curious about. But since we started by talking about comedy and that was sort of what your entire life yeah. was focused on when you encountered Buddhism. Yeah. Like, how do you see comedy now or what kind of what role is it playing in your life now? Has that changed alongside your Buddhist practice in any way or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like uh, for myself that w one of the major reasons why I liked comedy was that what I appreciate from, you know, my, my favorite comedians was be able to talk about like dark things or like a really you know, you know tough things in a way like that is like, you know, that is funny. Like, and, and I felt like that I always felt like that comedy had this like great ability of uh, because you could make people laugh, you can make people like listen to like uh, really things that, you know, they probably wouldn't listen to like, if it wasn't, you know, like I uh, wasn't for like the laughter, like uh, that kind of like eases, easing them in. So I always feel like that comedy has this like, great opportunity uh to like uh, to affect change or, or really affect dialogues in in ways uh ways that like other things like uh can't and so um i feel like my, my buddhist practice like uh always like helps me to remind me about that 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 fact and and also like uh, gives me the courage to uh for, to pursue it mm. yeah i i understand what you mean um i always end the show with this question, which is a piece of advice, um, especially for people who are new to Buddhism. So if anybody listening um, who's new to Buddhism is kind of experiencing a similar similar struggle to yours, like is, is really struggling right now to overcome their own negativity, whether that's self-hatred or self-doubt or any other kind of negativity, you know, what advice would you give them? Um, I feel like a advice I could give is like really, you know, you know, you know, stick to like a uh, to, ch uh, to the channel like a uh, Namurin Kyo, and also like um, you know, make good friends. It's like a, I believe like a you know, no one makes like a great breakthroughs by themselves. So I think like you know, sticking with like a uh, people that really care for you and that is always there to encourage you is like a uh, so important. And you know, and as well like I uh, I think always re remember that you are a Buddha. Like uh, we. We practice this Buddhism of like the idea of like attaining Buddhahood is not like that we're attaining something outside of us or we are trying to like, uh, you know, you know, to get something that's not already existed. But realize that like everything that, you know, every all the answers are within you and that, you know, this great support system of like uh, having good friends, you know, reading from like uh, words from like uh, President Ikeda and from like Nisha Shonen is like all there to like uh, unlock your true self. So, um, so like, uh, so please, like, you know, stick with it and, you know, you know, be connected to your, uh, your fellow uh, Buddhists. After we spoke, 
Jimmy told me that another profound transformation that took place that year was his decision to reconnect with his dad and siblings for the first time since he was eight years old. If it wasn't for me facing the challenges I shared, I would have still been clouded and consumed with myself and continued to miss out on so many great things like these new relationships, he said. I was so moved by his spirit to tackle each and every fear head on to truly live a life of no regrets. His story reminded me of one of my favorite quotes from Daisaku Ikeda in the book Discussions on Youth. He writes, Courage is very important. Whether we have courage has a crucial bearing on the direction our lives will take. People who have courage are happy. On that note, for those who are new to chanting, our 31-day chanting challenge is still happening through February 18th. So if you'd like to join, you can sign up at the link in the show notes. And if you've already been chanting and want to connect to your local community, you can always email us at connect at sgi-usa.org. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.